episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, a weekly podcast reviewing games from Game Pass Collection and bringing unique perspectives from the varying skill range. I am your host, Hardcore Gamer, Andrew. With me, our experienced gamer who still can't quite figure it out, Keith. Hello. And my wonderful wife and resident noob, Liz. Hey. And today we are going over my pick, which was Crackdown 3 by Sumo Studios. So this game has quite of an interesting past, uh, but before I guess we get into it, I don't know if probably a lot of you have not heard of Sumo Studios, because they've only kind of helped with a lot of very little small games here and there. So this is kind of their first kind of big project, and from the most part, I think this game ended up being a bit more than they, they bit off a bit more than they could chew with this game. So the general premise of this game is you are a group of elite soldiers going into tech an evil corporation because this corporation just decided to black out a bunch of cities in the world and because they want to have their own super city and so you're part of this group called the agency going into fight this corporation but your ship gets blown up and everyone dies and you pick one of the crew members who gets revived and you have to try to grow that character to fight the corporation uh so i guess the reason why i picked this game is because after Alien Isolation last week, I thought we might want to do something a little more action-packed and something a little more mindless after being so frustrated with Alien. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've, I have a history with the Crackdown game, so for me, I was like, ah, let's just give this one a try. I think it'll be relatively fun, and I think that's about all I could say about it is that it was kind of relatively fun. Oh, well, I was going to say, I don't really have much of a history with Crackdown at all. The only history I do have is it came out... When I was, at a time I was working at Best Buy and everyone was calling and wanted to buy it because you got the Halo 3 beta with it. No one really wanted Crackdown as far as I could tell, but they called about 10 times a day per person it would seem. So everyone wanted the game. I, that's about all I remember going into it. That's what I think is kind of funny about this game. This series as a whole would not have existed if it wasn't for Halo. I guess to go a little bit in the past of this game, yeah, like you were saying, Keith, the first Crackdown... It was a game that nobody really knew about. Everyone knew it was kind of an open sandbox game, but that was about it. Uh, but then Microsoft was saying, hey, if you buy this game, you get access to the Halo Reach beta. And that literally is what made what sold this game, is getting access to a beta. And this time they added Terry Crews. Yeah, and this time, yeah, they're, well, I, I guess the uh, doing some sort of gimmick is kind of what helps this game because with crackdown 2 they didn't have any sort of gimmick and that game did terrible and then yeah this one as liz said yeah they added terry cruz but i don't know if it was enough to save this game though i mean for me it's like plus 10 points you know i mean yeah terry, he's in it plus terry cruz is awesome i think it was a bit underutilized though in it i agree but i i'm also on the same page as liz for sure that huge bonus points for me yeah just, <laughs> just getting to hear him just laugh at people I don't know, just a few little quips here and there. The cutscenes made it worth it. I felt terrible when I accidentally killed him, though. <laughs> I, will I mean, say. he didn't like do like any, like, he didn't insult you or anything. Like I that. know, but I still felt bad. I tried extra hard to stay alive. No, not Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we could start there. Is so, what did you guys think of the voice acting? Um, Terry Crews. Yeah, I guess. Was there was there other voice acting? Well, okay, I guess I should say that. Did any of you guys play any other agent besides Terry Crews? I did a bit, um, but I so I actually started as someone other than him, 
and then I realized he was Terry Crews, and then I basically didn't stop playing Terry Crews. Well, the ancient you were, did he have any voice lines? Uh, again, I, I don't know that I played him long enough. I don't remember his name. It was the guy with the big beard. Uh, ah, big beard dude, yeah. But there's yeah. the people that Classic are kind of navigating you that you hear a lot. Yes. So I thought their voice acting was actually really, really good. Yeah, because the uh, guy who's the like director of the agency, he's the same voice actor since the first Crackdown, which I always liked him. I always thought he had a like, really kind of distinguished voice. He's a like a nice loud bravado to his voice. I will say though, like I there was one point when I was playing it, and I didn't realize I was super hungry and I was getting cranky, and he kept saying over and over again, "Destroy the valve," and it's like clearly I'm trying to, buddy. I got so <laughs> irritated with the sound of his voice because it's like that was the first time that I really had like the the big cars chasing me and the the planes and the sky shooting me, and I was like, I'm gonna find another way and go around and get get an easier uh, access point. And then he kept saying it over and over again. And then that, that's when I realized I needed to take a break. <laughs> well, did you destroy the valves? I, I did. Okay. But then I decided I should eat before I continue playing. I just wanted to make sure you knew what you were doing. But besides that one instance, I love the voice acting. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it was nothing to write home about. but like, So I think this game was very much designed to be kind of like a comic book. And I think it does a pretty good job of that. As one of the analogies I kind of threw at you, Keith, is... This game is kind of like Saturday morning cartoons. It's just loud and flashy, and you can just turn your brain off and just see pretty lights. And I think this game kind of does a good job with that. It was kind of cheesy, but I think that that's what they were aiming for, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, when you're casting Terry Crews, like, obviously you're going for a little bit, like, crazy and over the top. So, yeah, it's, it's obviously trying to be a little cheesy. Yeah, but as a whole, like you said, it was, well, somewhat cartoony or, you know comic bookish at times it still was a really nice looking game as a whole i think they at the very least did a very good job with the scenery everything felt at least mostly different even though you were just jumping around the tops of buildings i disagree with that i think the game was really? ugly i think the game was very ugly i thought, I, I loved I thought the graphics it. were great i thought oh. they're different sections like i mean when you're in the city you have the really tall buildings and then you go into like the more like slummier parts and like it, I just thought it was I mean there's so many different aspects to the landscape and oh, no uh, see I hated the uh, I hated the graphics well but hold on I still don't want to fully go to the graphics yet I still kind of want to cover the base did you think Terry Crews was properly utilized in this game no uh like his opening cutscene I was so fired up I was yeah, so ready for so much fantastic Terry Crews and yeah, even like you said, playing as him, it was it was mostly just a lot of one-liners, and a lot of them end up getting repeated. I think so. Yeah, it. What I think is kind of funny about this game, Terry Crews, the entire time is just yelling. I'm curious if like the first time he's going for an audition, he's just like, "All right, guys, let's go over there and blow things up." And they're like, "No, no, no, Terry, that's not good enough." Make sure you're screaming at everything all the time. Because there's not a single time where he's, like, having a basic conversation. Literally since the game starts, it's him just screaming the entire time. Which I think it works well for Terry. Like, Terry Crews is generally known as an actor who's very animated and loud. So it works well for him. But I just think it's comical that there's never a time where it's like, eh. I'm just going to do some dialogue. I was going to nope. say, I mean, what did you expect out of Terry Crews? Like a, a tea party or? 
And I, when could he be? Like, I mean, what serious part of the game is there that he could be like, all right, guys? Like, like to maybe put some dialogue for the story. I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny. There's never a but moment. But all the dialogue, even, like, the it's, it's so angry. Say, yeah, everyone. I helped everyone. But yeah, there's no, but there's not even like a serious moment because if anything, and, and I don't know, maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit, or but some of the collectibles in the game, you're actually adding to the people who come back to life rather than your team's dying like there's no serious somber moments it's all you're always winning and it's awesome and he's just screaming at everybody but this is kind of like what i mean where he's a little underutilized because as Liz is saying like there are these people who are kind of narrating they're having conversations and i think it would have been great to have like terry cruz chime in like with some maybe like funny quips here and there well they're also kind of like Almost, almost snarky, like the the people that are that are talking. Yeah. And I feel like if Terry Crews is kind of snarky back, oh, it would have been fantastic. Been, yeah. It would have been awesome. It would have been super funny. So I agree it with that. It works really well yeah. with this game. So I think, as Keith was saying, where you have like your agents, you're trying to revive the people that died in the plane crash. I think they should have completely got rid of that element. I think they should have just made Terry Crews the only yeah. person you could be and used him as a voice actor. I do agree with that. I I was gonna say though, and I I was just thinking of this. Because I, I know I mentioned it to you, this game has, to me, reminded me a lot of Agents of Mayhem, which is another game on Game Pass, which I put a lot of time into, I really enjoyed. But they had, I don't know, something like 20 different playable characters, but the way, like, they had actual dialogue scripted for all of them, so that no matter what part of the game you were playing, it could it could interject their dialogue, so... I think to your yeah, point. Yeah, they had, is, they had even little if they dialogues to talk with each other. I feel like they kind of didn't do it because of the fact they had so many characters that it would have been hard for them to do. But that's where I think just give up on that and give me more Terry Crews. But in this game, I mean, they were supposed to have kind of like separate abilities, but I don't think it really mattered much. The different characters had like different like. Well, they didn't have abilities. And... So I think this is kind of the big problem with this game. This game, I think they had such huge ideas for it and nothing was flushed out. So this game originally was first unofficially announced with the Xbox One being launched. When they first revealed the Xbox One, when they had a screen of like the dashboard, in the very corner, people noticed that there was the symbol of the Crackdown. So people were like, oh, I think they're teasing that they're coming out with a new Crackdown game. And it didn't get announced, not even like officially announced till maybe I think two years after the Xbox One was out. And then even then, it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Because the first time they announced the game, Everything in the world was supposed to be destructible. It was supposed to be this big open sandbox game. There was so much they had for it. And I think this was one of the elements that ended up getting scrapped because, you know, the world isn't sandbox. I think they try to make each agent unique, but because now it was scrapped. And so now all the agents do is maybe they get extra experience points in various ways you fight, but it doesn't do much. It's it's very minimal because at most it's 10% more in like your strength, but I never noticed it. Like, you're getting so many points as it is. How are you going to notice 10%? Well, it's hard to notice when you're playing the same character the whole time. But at the same time, I that the few times I did try it for that purpose, you know, I was trying to up my driving skill. So I went to someone who had the 15% driving percent. It still takes forever. And driving is yeah. the worst in that game. So Driving is pointless. <laughs> Well, other than your skills, but I guess even largely that, you don't need it to get anywhere, so... It can work against you, too, because, I mean, when I was playing, because I was like, oh, if I don't... If I drive, I won't get shot at, 
So then I was driving around, but then I realized I wasn't getting any ability points, and those are super important. Yeah. So then I had to like go back and everything, and so I feel like driving is actually kind of like the worst. Yeah, driving was completely pointless in this game. Uh, they were obviously trying to bring it back because in the first one, it was you had your specific agent vehicles, and when you upgraded your driving, the vehicle itself would transform. And when they first announced this game, they were kind of showing like, oh, any vehicle you get in will transform when you upgrade your driving abilities. But once again, that was another idea that was scrapped. So I think this game ended up just, it had so many good ideas, but then they were like, we need to get this game out. And they just literally released the most bare minimum game. And that's why I think you guys liked the graphics. I thought the graphics were so terrible. Everything was copy and paste. Every like NPC, any citizen you saw running around, there was like four models of them. There was only a handful of models of enemies. All the cars were super boxy looking. The environments were super jagged. Like everything had edges on it. All the buildings were just copy and paste. You saw the same neon signs of people dancing everywhere. No matter where you went in the city, there was that weird dancing guy. There was, I always I was, noticed because he was I annoying. wanted to do something with that so bad. I, I spent at least five to ten minutes running around in one of those the first time I saw one because I was like there's got to be something can I shut it off like what is this nope you just have to see so, the weird dance move so I, I will agree with you there that there was a lot of that stuff where yeah it is just largely all the same thing but I don't know I thought it I guess I thought it at least was polished maybe I'm just a sucker for bright colors yeah I think five year old at heart because <laughs> I will say that's what I think it does well is it does a nice neon futuristic look uh, yeah, so I think that the terrain was really different throughout parts of the game. So I didn't notice what you did with everything being copy and paste. Because I don't think it really mattered, too, because I was going back and forth. So it was like seeing new areas all over again. So I, I don't think it was a big deal. I, I see where you're coming from. I think I, I... And I do agree with that. Like, the districts of the city were interesting. You had, you know, your main skyscrapers, in the, uh, like, in the center. You had your slums. You had like your refinery area. So I think the districts of the areas were unique and different, but everything to me just seemed so jagged and squared. Like there was always edges to grab on. Like the mountains never looked like a smooth, realistic mountain. It all just looked like somebody, I don't know, just drew edges and jagged all over. It looked like a 360 kind of graphics to me. Yeah, I can I can see that. I... Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is at least maybe it was the way like some of the places were designed, like um, as you said, the, the refineries. I liked the way that it changed, for one, just like as you completed things throughout the game, you could see the the actual territories change, um, you know, the, the chimera not poisoning the water anymore. But at least all the refineries, too, it didn't feel like I was doing the same thing, even though I was doing the same thing over and over again the strategy changed based on the layout of it and just I don't know I felt like at least it kept me guessing or working see I fully disagree with that part too I felt like no matter where I was going the gameplay was hold left trigger lock on person hold right trigger kill person it didn't matter for me for the terrain like you had some platforming sections where you're doing like the propaganda towers but I thought the gameplay was the same wherever I went. It didn't matter if I was in the skyscraper area, if I was in the slums. It was find enemy, shoot enemy. But you had to use different guns for different things. So that's something that like really messed me up is I would go to an area where I was unprepared because I had gotten rid of like my main gun. Or I would swap it out and for some reason I kept forgetting that when you go to supply points, 
you can get your old gun back. So I was like, crap, my best gun is gone. So I feel like you're constantly having to figure out what gun to use too. So well, there was like... never a point where it's like only this gun works. You generally needed like no, a gun like... that shoots bullets and then one that shoots explosives. But the ones that, that shoot, like the purple one, the one that shoots like the, the void, that one you get very limited ammo and you have to wait for the ammo um, supply points. I don't know really know what to call them. You have to wait for those to reload. And there are the small guys, you just use the guns that have a ton of bullets. And then the ones that shoot the green stuff at you that are harder to kill, you do like a medium. And then the super hard guys, you do like the, the void ones. But, and like, just about any gun would work. They just wouldn't be as effective. Yeah, but if you have things shooting you from the sky, you have tanks next to you, you have three different types of people shooting at you, you're going to need, like, certain guns. Yeah. there's Yeah, there's some that are better than others. But in the end, though, I always had, like, my three same weapons I used. Once I found the three that I liked, I was just like, eh, these work for just about any situation. I'm good with these. And there's, like, a good 20 weapons or so. But they yeah, all kind of I thought they were all pretty unique, the though. Thing. Well, not, I don't know. Like I said, maybe they weren't largely unique, but all the explosives were, were varied. I think maybe the closest was, like, the grenade launcher and the homing rocket. But I don't know whether it was the multi-lock rockets or, you know, free fire, like almost machine gun rockets. That was all very different. But I do agree with you that there was, like, a, a very much a tier of get these three guns and you're basically good. I didn't really do, like, melee or anything either, because I, I actually forgot how to. <laughs> melee <So>. actually <laughs> became, I found later in the game, one of the most effective ways to kill people, quite honestly. Yeah. Once I got the charged up punch, and I I think I was at, like, level four or five, it must have been, I think, five, yeah, for for my skill on, on strength, I would just wind up that punch and take out four or five guys at a time. So I would I use did that it accidentally. <laughs> Yeah, when you're in a group of guys, it's just kind of easy to just keep bashing B and you're swinging punches everywhere and just taking everyone out. Because a lot of the guys would die with, like, one hit from a punch. And then if you got that, like, sky ground punch, that did a huge oh, yeah. shockwave that would kill everyone instantly. That was great. So the melee, I thought, was good at you clearing out, small, like, close-ranged people. I kind of wish you could find specific ammo, too. So, like, the ones that have very limited ammo. Not a lot, just enough that, like, it's kind of fun to find more things. Because there was only, like, the ability points and the question marks. Um, and then as you go on, they add more like side quests, which I didn't realize you had to do those in order to like get, get to stronger bosses. and get better yeah. and stuff too. So then I had to go back and do them all. But I wish there was more to kind of find. Yeah, there, there wasn't, besides collecting all the orbs, which is fun and all, there isn't too much to do for collectibles. It really kind of drip feeds you your growth. Because, yeah, you got to keep jumping over the skyscrapers and collect the green orbs to increase your jumping and increase how high you can jump and how quick you can run. So, yeah, there was no point in driving because you always want to collect these orbs. And, yeah, it was it's a very slow trickle of, like, how much you can grow. Because I think there's, like, over four or 500 green orbs you can collect in that game. And it's not a huge map. It's, it's a decent-sized map. But as far as an open-world map goes, it's kind of small. And the fact that there's over 400 orbs, it's like, ugh. I don't think I feel like collecting them all, especially so they don't show you where any of them are on the map. You have to I, just see them. I fell into the water at one point, and I was trying to figure out how to get back up because it was just like steep rock. And I found one like tucked away like, yeah. in the water that I, I never would have found if I didn't just like fall over. It was like in like a little, not a cave, but like a little hook. Yeah. And I was like, that is the dumbest place <laughs> to put one of those. 
I know. Well, that's I one of the things some... I didn't like about the orbs is, you, like you mentioned, is maybe it's lazy. I don't know, but almost every type of game that has that many collectibles gives you a way to get a map that will lay them out for you. And yeah. on the 3D level that that map was, they didn't even exact have to give you exact locations. Just vicinities would have been real nice. Yeah, for achievement hunters like me, it would have been nice because it's like I wouldn't be against trying to find them all, but. I'm not going to dig every single corner trying to find them. And it's super easy to find them online. Like a quick Google search, someone's done the work. But honestly, if you're halfway through the game... But 500? Like, well, that's hard to find because you don't know which well, yeah, one you got. And that's what was going to be my point is like there's no way to know for sure. At least if it's built into the game, it starts to you know mark them off for you in some way. And it makes it you know reasonable. But overall, so the gameplay as far as like fighting guys, though, I thought it was really repetitive... Uh, what did you guys think of the bosses? I I didn't think there were really much to write home about. I had an issue with one of them in particular. I think another one I'm talking about. On well, I was going to say team. the one in a robot suit, yeah. but I think they all were in robot suits. <laughs> I didn't finish, so I didn't do all of them. Yeah, but you did a, a handful. Yeah, if you did, I mean, if you did a couple of the bosses, you you did most of them because, like Andrew mentioned, they're pretty much just all in mech suits. But I mean, I thought the bosses kind of backstories or they're not even so much backstories but the cutscenes they do with them so as i said the whole premise of this story is that this is an evil corporation trying to take over the world basically and you're trying to stop them so there's eight bosses and each one is like supporting the final boss i guess i personally haven't tried but you should I, from what i heard you can actually try to fight the final boss as soon as you start the game but as the other bosses are active it makes climbing the tower more difficult There'll be extra enemies, gas traps, stuff like that. And by defeating the bosses, it makes it easier to fight the final boss. Um, but so they kind of have like these stories with these side bosses that I thought were kind of interesting. They were just like quick cutscenes, and But I liked how they did the cutscenes because it was very much kind of like a comic book. And it kind of gave like a way as to show how like sadistic these people are and how they don't care and how they're just like torturing people and trying to take over. So I, I thought it like... The game to me was like short and sweet with that. It was just like, yeah, this is a bad guy. He's, you know, suppressing people and, you know, doing police brutality. Go kill him. So it just kind of made it like, I don't know, short and sweet for fighting the enemies. I was mad about all like the story, to be honest. I mean, the, you, they always it's very generic. short, but I just, yeah, I, I thought it was very generic. I was trying to skip by it all. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that's, so the interesting thing about the Crackdown story uh, so starting from Crackdown One, you're the first story of the Crackdown of Crackdown One is it's a city that is being overrun by gang lords, and you're an agency that's trying to fight the gang because the police can't handle it because it's too much. And when you beat the end of Crackdown One, you actually find a hidden story, and you find out that the agency, the group that you're working with, actually empowered the gangs to overtake the city so you guys can move in. So you're kind of a bad guy because you guys are starting the crime so you could go in to be the saviors. And then with the story with Crackdown 2 is there's a scientist that we used to work with the agency, but the agency started developing a virus that turned people to mutants. And one of the doctors tried to expose the agency and they fired her and they tried to blame the virus on her. And the virus, of course, escaped and started to overrun the city. And so there's a bunch of mutants. And so the entire game, 
you're told she's the bad guy. You need to go kill her. But if you dig up little clues and stuff, you actually find out that you're the bad guy and she's just a scapegoat and she's actually trying to find a cure for the city. But at the end of Crackdown 2, the story is one of the agents, after you fight her, he sacrifices himself by jumping into her chopper and he gets chopped up by the helicopter's rotor blades, but his arm lands into the helicopter. And so the girl flies away with the arm. And I think that's what they were trying to hint at with Crackdown 3. Because there's a couple cutscenes where you see an arm in a tank, which it looks like Terry Crews' arm. So I don't know if Terry Crews is supposed to be the villain in the next Crackdown game if they do it. But it kind of looks like they're trying to hint at they're continuing the story from the first two Crackdowns as they're trying to bring the agency, like they're trying to create their own super soldiers as the enemies are. So I think it's interesting that this game, you're constantly trying to feel like, oh, I'm the good guy fighting this evil corporation. But in all the other games, the agency is actually the bad guys. It's basically, it's just a bunch of big corporations fighting each other and using people for, yeah. for their own gain. Yeah, Manipulation, just, just to get what you want. You're just playing it from one side. No, but I, I do think that that's a cool aspect to it, that it kind of just kind of sneaks it in on you. And like I think we were talking about this the other day was – it doesn't the fact that it doesn't at any point give you the opportunity to even choose against it it's just like even if you do figure it out it's like well i'm stuck with this or you just willfully or blissfully ignore it all and think i'm the champion i saved everybody but you didn't you didn't yeah. at all because with the crackdown too you didn't know that you were the bad guy unless you searched for the hidden like story within the game so as far as I could tell, though, with Crackdown 3, though, besides showing that arm in the tank, I didn't notice any other story elements of showing that the agency's the bad guys. So I feel like this game was more trying to make you just feel good, like, yeah, you are the good guy fighting an evil corporation. Yeah, because even the audio bits that you dig up and all that is just them arguing each other, you know, about their evil doings and all that. So it wasn't really, yeah. like, they were completely sinister the whole time. Yeah, the audio logs were always like, oh, I can't wait to fight the agency. I, I want to beat them. So, yeah, I didn't find anything interesting with the audio logs. No, not particularly. Well, I mean, we didn't even really get into the controls of this game because, let me tell you, that was my least favorite thing about this game. The platforming was just brutal thanks to the camera work. I don't know what you found with that. I mean, I don't know. the, cam- the Well... I thought for the most part the world was so open. There was only a couple times in the skyscraper areas where like I was having a little bit of issues with the camera. Um, well, actually, no. I guess the propaganda towers. So those are the big platforming areas. You're on super thin platforms and you're trying to jump over like big open spaces. That one was a little difficult because it was kind of hard to figure out where you're landing. Yeah, and that was that was really my biggest gripe. And the camera just doesn't give you a good way to do it like and maybe I missed it, but most games like that, they give you a like a center or a lock button so you don't necessarily have to free-range the camera or free-look the camera the whole time. I don't know if, if that makes sense or not, but... A little bit, yeah, because, yeah, the camera was always free. Unless you're locking onto an enemy, then it obviously is fixated on the enemy. But, yeah, for platforming, when it came to the narrow platforming sections, it was pretty difficult. But, I mean, it was... I I didn't find it to be, like, broken, but, yeah, it wasn't easy. No, my only other gripe, and this is something that it's just because I tend to have this issue with a lot of platforming type of games, is there is no safety for running off an edge either. So a lot of the times I would land on what I needed to, and I'd be trying to just slightly, like, 
touch up my landing, but I just run off the edge instead, and down I'd fall. And at the propaganda towers in particular is, like you said, what I'm thinking of. Those were frustrating, but I will say the only saving grace about those propaganda towers is they actually had checkpoints on them. So, like, Did if they? you ended up falling, yeah, if you ended up oh, falling a significant yeah. amount, you could actually reset to a decent set, like decent part of it, which I thought was good. If they did not have that, oof, I'd have been super pissed at this game. Yeah, I I agree about that. I and and if anything else too, as long as you were playing as Terry Crews, it was just a little ways to add extra extra quips from him, I guess. Yeah, that was about one of the only other ways to get it get extra audio. I didn't have any difficulty. I love that you didn't really get penalized from almost all of your falls. I did fall once and died. But that's it. Yeah, depending on how much agility you had is how much height damage you would take. But that quickly Yeah, I only died once from it. So I thought that was great. But I didn't have any camera issues. I didn't have any I didn't have any issues with that. Yeah. I guess it's just me. I'm just bad at platforming. <laughs> I just don't notice things, so maybe it really was terrible right now. <laughs> well, it it is a it is a known fact, at least to Andrew, that I am I'm just not good at platforming. I fall a lot, so Yeah, you do have yeah. Majority of your deaths in any game is generally falling to death. It's not uncommon. All right. And then I guess the next thing I kind of want to talk about, I guess, real quick, is the multiplayer. Wait, this game had multiplayer? (laughs) I mean, so I guess we'll talk first about the good part of multiplayer, which me and Liz experienced, which was the co-op. And I thought the co-op actually was pretty fun. This game is very, to me, I thought this game was very easy. Did you have any difficulty with it much, Liz? A lot of the difficulty that I had was my own stupidity. Like like I said earlier, I wasn't really paying attention to getting agility points. I wasn't doing all the little side things like getting the prisoners out and um, shutting down the refineries and all that. So I was unprepared at some points. But then, and same with like the guns. Like it was, it was all my stupidity. So once I figured out like actually how you're supposed to play the game, I didn't really have too much difficulty i actually really enjoyed it once i knew what i was doing yeah and so doing co-op for this game i thought it just made an easy game easier so me and you played i don't know maybe call for about an hour and a half that's when i didn't know what the heck i was doing i was like what am i supposed to be shooting i didn't realize there were symbols (laughs) it was like how like thick can you get liz like that's what i kept trying to tell you like i'm sitting there like blasting everything and running around and she's just kind of sitting there like wait what what are you doing and i'm like oh we gotta blow up this thing you're like what thing i'm like the thing with the giant skulls on it you're like oh those and i felt like every five seconds the commentators were were talking because you kept finishing things and i'd be like in the middle of something and i'd be like and now i gotta wait for them to be done talking because andrew's too good at this game <laughs> but i mean i at least found it really enjoyable though i just think it was kind of it was still kind of a misstep i didn't think we could interact with each other that much like we couldn't even get in the same car with each other it was yeah. once again. What's the point of driving then? <laughs> Wait, so which one was supposed to be? I mean, do they want both to be like equally good, or did they, were they supposed to just focus on one more than the other? Like, what was their? What are you talking about? The like, agent? No, car? but like the campaign versus. Oh. Um. The main focus for this game originally was campaign. So, like most games that generally have a single player. They always try to throw in a multiplayer, in which this game also just threw in a multiplayer. So the first Crackdown had co-op. I don't remember the second one did. Um, But the first one definitely had a co-op. So most games nowadays try to extend the life of their game by throwing in a multiplayer. And generally when they do that, they 
push it off to a third party, which a third party created this multiplayer. It was Elbow Rocket, which I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah, most single-player games end up trying to throw in a multiplayer, like Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, they weren't supposed to have a multiplayer, but the uh, the publishers want them to, so they made them do a multiplayer. But, but anytime weird. that happens, it comes out terribly. But it's weird that you can do like co-op with a campaign, but you can't play with your friends with... Yeah, the other multiplayer mode was just Wrecking Zone. Yeah, with that one, you you can't play with your friends there, and that's where you'd want to. Yeah, so, the thing where you think well, you could join you a party. you kind of can. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of can now. But yeah, the game, you can't create a party and be like, hey, let's let's be a party and actually have fun with this game. I just no. thought that was backwards. It's like, I feel like most people play the campaign by themselves, and then when they you're actually fighting like real people online, you play with your friends. So I just thought that was really weird. Yeah. But, well, me and Keith can talk about this, because this is the part where me and Keith had fun, well, kind of fun with. So the Wrecking Zone is a, kind of a separate game, because you have to download it separately. But it literally consists of only three maps and two game modes. A, uh, a deathmatch kind of game mode and one where you capture points. That's it. And unfortunately, this game's only been a couple months now. And this game, the multiplayer is already completely dead. So you yeah. can't join a party, but me and Keith were still able to play with each other. Well, yeah. So I had when we had originally started this game, actually, I jumped on the multiplayer the very first day the game came out because I had pre-downloaded the game. So you I started only, with I multiplayer. Played, oh. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to give it a go, see what it was, and I did. I don't know one, maybe two matches. Never picked it up again. And then what a first impression! I, I know. <laughs> and then after I beat the campaign and everything, I decided to put on a few more games last night. And it was after about five minutes of waiting in the lobby that I mentioned to you, I think the game might be dead already. So you had time to finish up what you were doing, jump into the game, and still got in in time to play against me. Yep. So I guess if you're into the idea of playing with your friends and maybe playing against them, maybe playing with them could be kind of fun yeah you're, but, you're at least uh, guaranteed that you'll be in the same lobby as your friends because there's maybe a total of eight people playing the multiplayer right now so yeah that, that multiplayer is already dead which is not good especially the fact this game's only out for a couple months i think they really wanted to grow the multiplayer into something impressive because they made it this separate game that you download but it's super bare bones there's nothing in it because the multiplayer i thought would have been cool if you actually create an agent and the more you play, you actually level up that agent or you allocate some of your skill points. So if you're like, ooh, I want an agent that's really good at jumping or one agent that's really good at shooting, one agent that's good at melee. I, I thought that would have been interesting. But no, everyone's the same skill level with their agent when they play the game. And the weapons are just super boring. There's no skill at all in the multiplayer. It's the same lock on enemy, shoot enemy. That's it. The look of it yeah, too, like watching you play, I was like, this is like, and that's something that a lot of people complained about online. They're like, this is not a 2019 game. Yeah, it I looks mean, like a 360 game. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, for sure. The, the online game looked like a 360 game. But that was fun at least. But like, I feel yeah. like watching you play, I was like, I would just, I would never want to. Yeah, yeah. The online, it was, it was some cheesy cop out, you know, um, just like grid computer world that kind of looked like Tron. Your characters still look the same, but that's about it. And then, largely uninteresting, you had an old school, uh, it's called Kill Confirmed mode from Call of Duty that they ripped off, which was mediocre. The Territories was kind of fun, but 
nothing to write home about. Yeah, I thought the Territories was the better game mode. Yeah, for sure. It was at least more interesting, but between the two of them, I could do without it. Yeah. I would have preferred them to put way more into the campaign. So the unfortunate thing about this game and like the multiplayer, this game was originally supposed to be kind of a tech demo of the power of Xbox. So this was supposed to be kind of the proof of their new server they're coming out with called the xCloud. And the single player was supposed to have the game where, was supposed to have this in the game where everything was destructible, but they obviously ended up canceling that. And instead they just put the destructibility in the multiplayer. So when you play the multiplayer, and I think this is also why it's a separate game to download, is none of the game, none of the servers are actually played on any like person's console. It's all being hosted in the servers at Microsoft because the Xboxes aren't supposed to be like powerful enough to have this massive destruction of the city with all this debris everywhere. So this was supposed to be the huge showcase of the technology of Microsoft and like how they can run powerful games off of their servers. And so even if the Xbox gets old, they can still run these powerful games. But unfortunately, this game is not a good tech demo. It just, it looks, the graphics are poor. I've seen better destructibility and crappier games. It just, everything, all the, all the walls were made out of like paper. You could literally just run through them. Yeah. I mean, I guess that part of it is they're trying to show off, ooh, you're, you know, cool super agent, but it wasn't, it really wasn't showing much. I agree. Yeah, because the maps weren't interesting either. It wasn't, like, fun to destroy the maps. Did the first and second crackdown have it? No. This was supposed to be the first one. That's why it was supposed to be so interesting. Is It's an open world where you can drive a car through any building. But it all just... I think they just bit off more than they could chew, and they couldn't handle it. And unfortunately now, the server's already dead. Which is... Everyone's playing Apex. <laughs> yeah. So if you're hoping to get the achievements on multiplayer, you're you're gonna be out of luck it's gonna be tough to get just people to even boot the game up for you so you can get the achievements on the multiplayer yeah hopefully you got a couple of friends who are willing to jump on there with you i think i got a couple that i wouldn't have expected to get like killing a whole squad in one match or something like that but i think there was only three enemies i had to kill so (laughs) there wasn't much of a squad to fight yeah but at least for the achievements for the single player game are for the most part, pretty easy to get. You obviously have the handful of achievements that are collect all of this thing or get all of that, which some of them are not worth your time. Like collecting all the agility orbs, that's going to take way too long. But there's some to do like all the propaganda towers, which is like there's only like 12 towers, so that takes a little bit of time, but nothing too crazy. For the most part, as long as you're leveling up your agent, you're getting a good amount of achievements. And since this is kind of two games, you can get a total of 1,500 gamer score. But like I said, the multi the five hundred you can get from multiplayer, it's gonna be very difficult to get. If you can get a multiplayer game, they're easy because it's literally play one game of this game mode and you get like a hundred gamer score for it. Because it is a quick game, do you think it's worth it for like the one thousand for the main game? So I think the great thing about this game is how short it is. So because it is so short, you can at least snag a good four hundred gamer score with only putting it a couple hours in this game, which is really awesome. So if you just want like a quick way to just pad your score a little bit, I think this game's great for it. Yeah, and honestly, even I, I think with a little bit of extra love and care into it, if you at least you know care for the gameplay or you know enjoy the gameplay a little bit, still even seven hundred is within reach without a lot of hard effort. I mean, if you have a friend to do co-op with, it you can even have more fun with that too, of just like punching your friend around and yeah, trying to get some of these achievements of collecting things. Yeah, that's true too. 
Uh, I think that's one of its good redeeming, like one of its good uh, saving graces is that you can actually play with a friend on the campaign, even though the game's not very difficult. It's only couch co-op though, right? Or can you do online co-op? No, it's well? online co-op. I don't actually, I don't think you can do couch co-op. I think it's only online. But since this game oh, that's right. a Xbox Play Anywhere, I was able to play on my PC and Liz was able to play on the Xbox and we were able to play with each other. All right, and so then going into kind of our final thoughts here, this game currently on Metacritic, for a meta score, it sits at 60. For a user score, it sits at a 4.3 out of 10, which is Four. pretty rough. So starting out, since this was my pick, I guess I'll, I'll be the first one to say, so if it just came to just the campaign, I was going to give this game maybe like a 65. You know, it's something that's really mindless. If you're just looking for an easy game where you can just kind of turn your brain off, go around, collect things, and just shoot people, it's it's a really kind of fun, simple game. To me, I compare this game to Dynasty Warriors, if you are any, if any of you are aware of that game, where you just play this super soldier in feudal China where you just decimate hundreds of people. And to me, that's what this game felt like. There wasn't any strategy to it. You're just... Go have fun. Enjoy the show. So I liked that, but I will have to dock it down. I So overall, I'm probably giving this game, I'm giving this game a 60 because the multiplayer is just bad. It is unexcusable. They should have just completely cut it out. It was just no point in it. I didn't have any fun at all playing the multiplayer, except for the co-op. The co-op, I actually had fun playing with Liz with that. But the multiplayer on Wrecking Zone is just terrible. So yeah, I gave it a 60. Yeah, from there, I'd probably go about the same. I was, I was even gonna dare say go a little lower around the fifty-eight range, um, and I and I honestly really liked this game. I just, oh, you know what? Maybe I guess I'll go sixty. I'll keep. I it mean, even. fifty. If fifty is considered here, still a well, good game, like it's not a bad game. No. It's an the, but the, but the reason I will, <laughs> the one reason I will go to the sixty and I'll at least give it that range is something we had talked about. Is at least the game is short. If they asked me to put 35, 40 hours into this game, like some of these types of games can be when you're playing a big sandbox, oh heck no. Yeah. I I would have hated every hour past ten. It took me six um, hours to beat this game. I was like in the twelve range to be honest. I I think I took a little bit more of my time. I really I also. I don't know what I did that took me longer, but at the same time, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like I played it more than I needed to, though. Although yeah. I will say it doesn't have a lot of replayability once you've beaten it, aside from trying to finish off collectibles or playing with a friend. But yeah. it didn't overstay its welcome like Alien Isolation did. Yeah. I would say if it was just the campaign, it's hard because like I look at it two ways. Because like I look at it as like grades from school like a 75 would be a c a c is like adequate but then if i look at it from like zero to 100 I'm like does it really deserve like a 75 so i don't know maybe a 70 for the campaign i mean i just i'm gonna pretend the rest of it doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't know i think maybe i think maybe around a 70 because i actually really did kind of enjoy playing it i think it's because i'm so bad at video games that I saw the progression and it felt really good to like be like, oh, I'm actually like pretty decent at this. So I think it's more because I'm really bad at video games that I could enjoy it because it was just challenging enough for me to find a little difficulty. But I think the progression was kind of awesome to watch. Yeah, it was it was nice to feel your your character get stronger. Yeah, so I, I yeah, I'd say like a 70. 
Man, you were they get very gracious to I actually hated this game at the beginning, so because I thought it was like really easy and then I really hated the game. Like I was like, this is just this is like a forty. And then I played more of it and then I got to a point where I was like, Oh, I actually really like where I'm at right now. But I didn't finish it either, so maybe that would skew my score. But right now, I mean, Terry Crews is plus 10 points. So yeah, like, but he I'm, wasn't enough to save the game, though. No, but, like, if, say, it was, like, thinking, like, oh, like, a 60, it's, like, oh, plus 10 for Terry, you know? So, 70. So, when you first started this game, did you hate this game more, or did you hate Ashen more when you played it? I don't think anything's worse than Ashen. Like, because for, for me, oh, I, I, I can't think of, I can't remember a single thing that I liked from that game, so. You praised its art style. It was it was pretty. <laughs> I think that was no I think substance. that was one of my one of my favorites that we've done. I I hated it so much. Crackdown three is way more. What did I give that? I thought I gave it like a really bad score. I think you gave it like a forty. But I really wanted to give it a twenty, but I felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the story is is kind of lame. I just had fun playing it. Like I could actually see myself picking it up again. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I kind of like. Describe this game as like a Saturday morning cartoon. You didn't watch yeah. the Saturday morning cartoons for the stories. You just like the the fighting and the action. Yeah, it's a C. It's average. Yeah. So currently, right now, this game is sitting at full retail because it only it's only been out for a couple months. So it's sitting at sixty bucks. Would you guys recommend this to a friend who doesn't have Game Pass? If not, what would you want? What would you recommend? I I wouldn't personally. I mean, just because I wouldn't pay sixty dollars for it. I would say maybe if it was $30 and, again, someone was only going to buy the game, sure. But I would at the same time say if you have Game Pass, I would absolutely play it or at least download it just to to really drive it home. But just for something to play or throw on if you're kind of bored and you just, I don't know, want something to do. For me, I think there's very few games that I would pay $60 for. That's, That's a lot of money, and I definitely do not think it's worth $60. I would agree, like... 20 or 30 bucks because I did enjoy it but just I mean the online multiplayer like I mean there's a lot of things like and it's a quick game like a quick game for 60 bucks yeah so that's a that's a no for me for me I'd say 10 bucks that's that's as much as I paid for this game because the multiplayer doesn't exist anymore so that's that's already a whole section gone and the fact that I beat it in six hours like I enjoyed that six hours but there's no replayability, and I could not justify ten dollars an hour if you're if you're going off that pay scale for how much you're paying per hour. I, this game would not be worth ten dollars an hour. So yeah, I would say ten bucks for a friend. But if you have Game Pass, I would fully recommend playing this game because it's it's just it's mindless. It's something you can do quick if you have a day off and you just want something simple. This is a great game. I would recommend it for that, but don't expect much. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week on Game Pass Grab Bag. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate it if you would rate us and comment on iTunes because that is generally where most of our listener base is, and it's a great way for us to get a little more foot traffic if help people find us and help us grow. Uh, did we miss something? Did we get it horribly wrong? Let us know. You can find us at Twitter at GPGBPod. Uh, we're at Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag, or you can send us an email at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01844. I will stream on Mixer with the same username. I will be streaming the games uh, that we're normally covering. 
which Keith, is, next week is your pick. Uh, what do you have for us next week? Next week we're going to be doing an Xbox 360 and Rare Studios classic cameo, Elements of Power. Awesome. So this is a this is an old launch game. I remember this one back in the day. All right, where can people follow you, Keith? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Xbox at Lil Fluffy. Also streaming on Mixer regularly. Games we play here, as well as any other fine video games I am playing. Uh, same name on Mixer as on Xbox. All right. And I'm Liz the Noob on Xbox. I am Come On, I'm Dean, but I don't stream. But people can still follow you and be your friend <laughs> and try to play a game with you or two. All right, everyone. Well, this does it for us. I hope you uh, enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.